Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. We've got a fascinating guest for you this week with Allie Murphy. Allie is the creator of Allie's Bar. Prior to creating Allie's Bar, she's always been involved in outdoors and fitness activities, including wrestling in college, being a part of the rodeo, and until she found her most recent passion in cycling. In 2009, she began racing for the U.S. national team and also joined the best professional cycling team in the world. Today, she's a proud mom and bringing Allie's Bars to people across the country. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, you, made me, you made me sound pretty awesome. Thank you very much. I kind of started to blush over here. <laughs> well, you've, you've accomplished a lot um, with, with your... Um, you know, competitive spirit, and it, and it looks like you're bringing that to uh, to Allie's Bar, uh, which is a sweet potato-based uh, energy bar, as I understand it. And, and I'm going to ask you to explain that a little bit more and make sure that that we're accurate on that. Um, but yeah. before we get into the specifics of Allie's Bar, um, tell me a little bit more about um, how you created Allie's Bar. Uh, and uh, you know the nutritional benefits that you realized from from these ingredients as you were a world-class athlete yourself. Yeah, um, I always believe that food should be exquisite. What you put in your body is what you're going to get out of it. And so when you're racing at the highest level, you've got to be aware of everything you're doing, your training, your eating, your sleeping, how you recover. So it's it's really important that you're paying attention to all the small details because all those little tiny details will add up to a big detail. And so when I started making my own bars, I started really looking into the ingredients I was using and wanted to make sure I was getting the most bang for my buck. And so sweet potatoes are one of the best carbs you can put into your body, and so your body processes them really well. Um, they're also full of folic acid and uh, beta carotene, which is also great great for you and great for to digest and everything. And so. Um, so I started doing my homework. I wanted to make a bar that not only was great for you, but also tasted really well. So I looked for ingredients that were low in the glycemic index that you didn't get tons of peaks and valleys and just started playing around in my kitchen. I actually made my first batch of bars in 2010 and then just started you know, perfecting recipes and making tons and tons of batches. And so it, I feel with making my own bars and always playing around with recipes and different kinds of nuts and ingredients, it always... It always helped my husband and I's performance because our training was really dialed as well. So you trained well, you ate well, and then you recovered well, which is always like part of that process of getting the most out of your body. And um, it was in Portugal in 2000, December of 2012, when I had taken all of these bars to our team camp for the, my teammates and the staff and the sponsors to try because I just wanted to spread the love. And um, and everyone really enjoyed the bars. And at that time, the one of the team owners, the team owner, and a guy that worked with one of our sponsors that approached me was like, "You should start a bar business." I'm like, ah, that's silly. I'm trying to be an athlete. And uh, and they really encouraged it and really believed in me. And so, with a little bit of help from them, um, February of 2013, I got my LLC. So I was making bars in my kitchen, and then eventually moved to a commercial kitchen. But I was living and racing in Europe full-time and so I was flying back and forth to make batches of bars and after about four or five round-trip flights from across the pond and back over um, you just realize that travel is really wearing on you and the only positive that came from that was the status I got on United I was like okay I'm gold <laughs> upgrades but um, so 
so I really I decided to shut down making bars by hand in the kitchen, continue to keep racing because I had some big goals, and then find a manufacturer that checked all of our boxes. And so we shut it down for about 13 months to make sure that we found the right manufacturer for us that had our same beliefs and that could make our bar just like ours. And then we launched our original bar in October of 2014, and now we're we're continuing to grow and making some big big steps forward with more flavors and expanding our bar. It's really exciting. Awesome, awesome. And you're, you're experiencing a lot of success right now as well, which we'll, which we'll get to. Um, let's dig into the kind of the ingredients a, a little bit and talk about sweet potato. And uh, you mentioned glycemic index and, you know, the desire to avoid the peaks and valleys that that, that spike can cause. And as I'm uh, as I'm working through this, step in when I inevitably uh, am scientifically inaccurate here. But um, can you share with our listeners what the glyce what glycemic index is and oh. why it's important not only to athletes and elite athletes as yourself, but um, maybe also just just you know just a, a normal a normal individual, a mere, a mere human as well, um, mm -hmm. on why they should be paying attention to glycemic index and the effect that it can have on their energy and, and perhaps their weight as well. You're right. Um, so I have to first of all say this. I am not a nutrition major or um, a sports nutritionist or a doctor of any sort. So these that are things that I'm just gathering up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't back. I can't. I probably would love to have Google in front of me right now. Um, so my understanding of glycemic, glycemic index is the peaks and the valleys. So when you're eating processed sugars and you're eating um, bad sugars, I guess let's, let's go processed sugars, sugars that aren't really good for you, you get these peaks and then you have these crashes. So if you drink a soda pop, you, you, get, you get really energetic and really energized and you have this peak and then you have this valley, so you have that crash. And so your body's not processing those in a positive way and it's just a it's an instant burst of energy and it's not like a marathon and really you want energy to be sustained and you don't want these peaks and these valleys so if you were to look at a chart you would have a very pointy triangle and then you would just drop down and have a low triangle and an up triangle and a low triangle is the best way to look I guess on a graph um, and the goal is always to have just one level without these peaks and valleys and so when you have food that is high in the glycemic index you're just having these big peaks and these low valleys and it's not really that good for you. You just want to have sustained energy to get you through the day, the, you know, a marathon, right? Get you through the day without without having these highs and lows. And sweet potato itself often gets, well, for obvious reasons, gets categorized with your traditional potato. Um, and, and we hear about, you know, high starch levels and, and um, you know, without getting into the specific books or, or names, I've, I, you know, I've read no shortage of materials and, and received advice that to stay away from potatoes um, as well as, um, you know, other carbs. But um, I guess the question I suppose is, is it, is it fair that sweet potato and a regular traditional potato are grouped together um, and in other discernible differences between the two? Not only in taste, which I love the taste of sweet potato, um, but also in nutritional value as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to give my best educated stab at this as well. Uh, 
So sweet potatoes are a vegetable and a tuber, and potatoes are a starch. And so to give you the scientific difference between the two, I'm, I actually don't want, I don't know if I really can with other than my understanding is one is just better than the other. And I know that potatoes are starches, and you'll get more out of eating something like a sweet potato that has more nutritional value than how your body processes starches. But I, I wish I could give you a, a great answer of being like, your body processes starches like this. I just... I just don't have a great answer for that one. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, you often see sweet potatoes listed on, you know, on the the, the must eats and you know among the superfoods and the like. So um, I know people far smarter than me um, recommend it. Um, so yep. you you created these bars and, and said there's the backstory there of you know seeking prolonged energy um, and the success it led for you. Um, but then taste comes into play, right? And um, mm -hmm. sweet potato obviously is uh, said I, I I really like it so I'm not biased in in these questions here, um, but you it sounds like you were playing around with the flavors and at this point you have some very very fascinating interesting ones so um, given that sweet potato is let's say less common than just granola where I think it's safe to say that granola has been paired with every possible flavor on earth at this point. Um, how did you come along to, was it through trial and error or, or were you working with you know, a, a taste specialist in R&D um, to where you are now, which is that you have an original sweet potato flavor um, and then you have one with apple, carrot, ginger and then another with pistachio, cashew, pumpkin seeds. So those are kind of complex, so walk us through the process that led you to these uh, three flavors and, um, you know, perhaps where you're going next. Yeah, um, that's actually funny. So the idea of potato or sweet potato potatoes came from uh, growing up, I spent pretty much every weekend at my grandparents' house uh, and they had a big pond and we always had to fish and stay outside and stack wood and keep the yard clean and pick apples and walnuts and we always had to do this stuff but on the weekends my grandpa always made pancakes and if we had leftover mashed potatoes he put them in our pancakes and so that's when I was making bars I was like oh my grandpa used to put potatoes in our pancakes let's see how a sweet potato tastes in our bar but where the idea of a sweet potato came from was when I was racing we had a great nutritionist that when we would she would help us with our breakfasts to get the most out of our days and so sometimes you have these really really long days like an 85 mile day but you're doing this seven days in a row so you've got like an 85 mile day and then the next day would be like 60 miles and the next day would be maybe one hour and so so she was giving us sweet potato in the mornings with our breakfast and said this is the best carb you can eat like you need to eat you need to eat this and so just from those two ideas that's where I came up with putting sweet potato in our bars and then honestly our original bar was I just started throwing a bunch of ingredients that I really enjoyed into a bowl and just mixing them together and so I'm that person where I have a really hard time following a recipe, and when there's a soup recipe and it tells you these things, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna add a turnip, and I think I'm gonna add rosemary, and I'm gonna add this, and so I'm always, always kind of making up my own recipes. Um, the apple, carrot, ginger came from one of my favorite juices because I'm a religious juicer. I juice almost every single day. I really love beet juice, but I also really, really love apple, carrot, ginger juice. And I just think it's a nice introductory juice for like amateur juicers because I really go for the strong green ones. And my husband's like, oh my God, can we please have something a little bit nicer? So an apple, carrot, ginger is a great way to bring people into the juice, the life of juicing. 
And so I took the pulp and just added it to some sweet potatoes and dates, and it came out awesome. Oh, and a little bit of the juice, too, because the pulp loses the flavor. And so, um, so that's where the apple, carrot, ginger juice came from, was just one of my favorite juices. And then the uh, um, pistachio, cashew, pumpkin seed came from just those are my favorite nuts to eat. And so I just started adding it together with, with other ingredients. And so I wish it had... I wish it had this, like, I had this moment where I just came up with this incredible flavor, but it really just was just playing around in my kitchen and just feeling at ease and really enjoying playing with flavors. That's great. You're just bringing your creativity and your own, you know, unique style and preferences in, and you also sound like maybe the type of person that doesn't follow directions when you get furniture from Ikea. Um, no, never. <laughs> but but the benefit of that is that we all uh, can experience some, some great new flavors. Um, so yeah, well, our mail know. cart doesn't work because of that. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me to build the mail cart, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, you, you know, my husband's like, I'm not they, my husband's like, you want to build our mail cart for all of our mail? And it didn't make sense with some of the parts, and so I just took them off. I was like, these parts are ridiculous. <laughs> and now the wheels don't stay on. Like, because uh, like, directions are ridiculous. I can make it myself. <laughs> so you have, um, now you have the the flavor dialed in. You've got your bars. Um, you've had kind of a rapid a rapid rise here. Um, share where you are right now in terms of uh, distribution and, and um, structure as a business. Yeah. No problem. Um, so we are growing into Ingalls, which is a, a store in the southeast. They've got 201 locations, and we're growing into another southeast store, um, Earth Fair, and then we're also in another one. We're in Harris Teeter as well and Food Matters Market. But we've really capitalized off of being, my husband and I both being professional cyclists and having a great relationship in the cycling industry. And with that, with those great relationships and that network that we've had, we've really done well in our bike shop because we've been able to market to, to basically our, 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 our people because you do all these big races and cyclists love cyclists. And then we had success in the, in the cycling and the running and the coffee shop. And now we've really hit the, the bigger chain markets. And so we've had this really, um, I guess, organic growth is a good way to put it. You know, we started in our bike shop and we really started growing in there and then we got to a one grocery store, and then they put us in more and more. And so, and our big, our big part of our success has been our demo program. We, especially with our grocery stores, we really make an effort to do as many samplings as we can, and 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 events to get our name out there. And so it kind of gives it that grassroots feel too. Is that you know I'm out there doing samplings and talking to people and high fiving and kissing babies, and I've got great people on my team that are out there too representing our brand by doing samplings at the grocery stores and going to different events. And so so I think a big part of our growth is that we're just a high-energy people that drink a lot of coffee and sell bars. <laughs> and juice, too. Um, juice, yes. So what, what what is more difficult, being a, a world-class professional cyclist or running your own business? Ooh, I'm going to say running my own business at the moment because at least with the cyclists, I, I was um, – I had I was athletically gifted enough to have like this extremely high learning curve, right? Like I just I was able to suffer and just always make it to the finish with the lead or, or doing doing great things with my racing. And so uh, business the business of the world of business is a new world for me. And so it's I'm great at fostering relationships. I love talking to people and I love learning. And now it's 
now it's time for me to learn different terms because there's there is abbreviations for everything in this world. They're like, oh, BOGOs and TPRs and EBITDA. I just learned what EBITDA was the other day. And uh, NI, and so you're, so for me to go from this um, athletic lifestyle and this athletic background to the world of business, and I wasn't a business major in college, I was a history major with uh, an emphasis on the progressive, wo progressive world uh, era and World War II, um, that I think it's the business is harder. Cycling was was easy, not not easy, but you you learn to be efficient. You know, I always prided myself in living out of a carry on for two months, and you were just going from one hotel to the next, and always rooming and being around people, and and then you're also racing really hard, and so it's it's just different. You know, racing I slept a whole lot more, and I read a lot more books, and now being a business owner, I my husband and I call us the team no sleep since we have a four month old and a business that we're running, so it's. Teamless <laughs> loops and less books that I read. <laughs> so, so motherhood is more challenging than all of them. Yeah, no, Liam's amazing. Actually, he last night he went to bed at eight and then fed at six o'clock this morning and then woke up at nine fifteen at four months old. He's he's when he sleeps is when I do my full gas working is at really odd late hours because I because I want to make sure when he's awake that I get to spend time with him. Even though we have a babysitter that helps out quite a bit, but I. When I'm home, I'm 100% Liam, and then I then I jump on the computer and screens when he's asleep. Like I just, it really means a lot to me to be a good mom and not have screens in front of them. I hate having screens around my son. Wonderful. Well, it it goes to show to to be successful, you don't, you know, you don't always have to have, um, you know, decades of business experience, and uh, it sounds like with, you know, with some creativity, ingenuity, I'm sure loads of of perseverance. Uh, and, and uh, I'm sure that you've got just a dash of competitiveness to you as well. That um, sure. <laughs> you know, in, in, you know, in the right connections and the right story, that you know, anyone can be successful and and be an entrepreneur. And uh, with Ali's Bar, you're kind of on your way to um, you know, kind of busting out of the regional um, brand and, and expanding. And um, we look forward to. To watching and monitoring your success, and and I'm sure that there's future flavors coming out that uh, are yes. proprietary, but that you're you're still, um, you know, playing in the kitchen and and um, you know remembering your roots of why you you started the company. Um, Absolutely. So what what is next for for Ali's Bar? Where do you see uh, the company in the next year or two? Oh wow, we've got well, we have some really big goals with our. Um, with picking up more stores, you know, we'd like to we'd like to get into a few more chains. Um, we are in a distributor now. We're in two distributors right now, but we'd like to pick up some more distribution. Um, we definitely want to come out with a, a few more flavors in the next year. Those are secret. You all have to, we'll have to do another podcast to talk about them. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we're we're definitely continuing to make growth. We just made some hires, so we can even have more people focusing on sales and have instead of I used to be wearing all the hats. Now I have other people to wear those specific hats, and so we can all have more focused work instead of me doing everything from payroll to manufacturing to organizing freights to cleaning the toilets and keeping our office organized. I get to I get to just focus on manufacturing and sales. And Great. No, saying so growth and scalability is next for you, and, and you've got yep. um, your experience as a team athlete to to lead that. Um, well, wonderful. It was, it was it was great talking with you and hearing your story. Um, you know, 
individuals and companies with uh, with passion and um, you know taking that passion and and you know translating it into a great product with wonderful taste is um, you know it's kind of what it's all about right now in the food industry and um, it, it's great that you, know, you can distribute online uh, at alleysbar.com and you mentioned all the other retailers really you've got pretty much the entire Southeast blanketed and we hope that you know people go out there and, and give your product a try and that you can continue expanding your distribution as well so um, I want to thank you for your time today awesome well thank you so much for your time it was a lot of fun to chat with you and um, if you have any questions or if anyone wants to follow up, like you said, you can buy bars at alleysbar.com. Check us out on all of our social media handles. We'd love that. And uh, thanks again. That was awesome. You're welcome. Best of luck. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, the Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. As always, visit chefsbest.com to learn more.